Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I want to welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast because he is an outstanding individual and a contributor to healthcare. His name is Ronnie Chiffron. He's a veteran med tech and digital healthcare entrepreneur, mentor, and strategist, having served in the field for 30 years. In the last six years as a consultant and coach to companies and products that focus on the health market. He also serves as a mentor and an industry leader in some of the main global accelerators such as Mass Challenge and Tech Code. So he gets to see innovation and the whole ecosystem at work on a daily basis. He's very focused on patient outcomes and technology that makes things better. So I want to give Ronnie a warm welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you, So It's a great pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. Anything that I missed in that intro that you want to fill in? Certainly. I'm a husband of a registered nurse, so I get to see the healthcare system from all sides. A father of three lovely kids and a son of two great academician parents. And I also love photography and mountain biking. That is so cool. You have such a a, a rich experience and and a lovely family, Ronnie. It's a pleasure to be be surrounded with amazing people and that you are. What made you decide to get into the medical sector? Well, in in my birth, the doctors almost killed my mother and myself due to negligence, causing me to be pretty sick for the first two years of my life. And to be handicapped for the rest of my life, but I never really considered myself as handicapped. But that's a totally different story in itself for another time. So I therefore always strive to get into the healthcare field uh, throughout my life. Initially, I thought of going to be a physician, but when it came right down to it, I saw I was more of a technical person. So I went to study electrical engineering while minoring in biomedical engineering because there was no real bachelor's in biomedical available at the time when I went to Purdue University. Ah, here in Indiana. very first, yeah, in Indiana. Not too far from me. (laughs) Very fast into my career, I started working in medical device startups where I found my true passion really. And I always strive to bring for a better quality of life and basically a healthier life. I guess that's one of the reasons I ended up calling my company many years later, Healthier Globe. And uh, it's a beacon, uh, you know, in front of me for everything I do in, in the space. And my whole career of greater than 30 years now, I've been bringing about medical technology products to the world So you can call it innovation making, if you may, and that's my true passion. I love it. So thank you, first of all, for sharing that story. It's hard to go through a difficult health situation and then turn it around to become a major contributor in health. You've done that, Ronnie, and major kudos to you and and your accomplishments and the things that you've done. 
you also have, uh, you know, some of your background, we had an opportunity to, to chat beforehand, listeners. Ronnie focused for many years in a capnography solution that, that I currently work with. So the world is a very small place. You never know what you touch and the lives that it affects. And, and Ronnie, you definitely have even touched my life. So thank you for that. Okay. What hot topic would you say should be on every medical leader's agenda today? Okay, well, one of the things that's been on my mind for quite a long time now is the topic of bringing affordable health care to all the world's population. And uh, as we all hear, a big part of our society does not get treated at all or partially at best. So that's a great challenge. And... Um, not too many people or organizations have solutions for that. So I, I think that's something that's really a, should be part of the agenda of the big corporates and all of society in general. One of the things we have tried to do recently within the Healthier Globe uh, scope, we've joined forces with some uh, counterparts in India to bring Israeli know-how in the medical technology area, which you probably know, there's lots of uh, things going on in Israel. Israel mm -hmm. today, in the medical arena, Israel today actually, it brings about one-third, 33% of the new innovation to the world, the global innovation in, in the medical technology area, which is amazing. That's a big number. So it is a huge number. And we have thousands of companies dealing with device and digital healthcare and other technology space. So I thought, or we thought, it would be most reasonable if we could try to harness that some, at least some of that technology and bring it to third world countries. So our initial pilot into the space is to bring it into India with a local counterpart to be able to customize these products to the local use in India and to be able to bring down the cost involved. Also by actually manufacturing those devices and consumables in India locally. Mm -hmm. So there wouldn't be any additional margins tapped onto the devices or the consumables. For shipping and things like that. Correct. So mm -hmm. this is, so far, we've done it on a small scale, but we really need to be able to scale it up. We need to bring the big guys, the corporates, the organizations, the philanthropy to join in on the efforts and to fund some sort of these activities. Obviously, India is the first target, but once successful, and we treat it as a pilot, once successful, we'll be able to take this sort of solution-making to the other countries. And it's been exciting to see what sort of response we get with this sort of solution-bringing to these populations. Ronnie, that's very exciting. And listeners, when you innovate in health, you don't necessarily have to innovate a product. You could do process innovation and sharing across borders like Ronnie's doing in this pilot and uh, it's pretty interesting what you guys are up to, Ronnie. Can you give us an example of how you guys have created results by thinking and doing things differently? 
Yeah, we're actually being been able to uh, take some products that initial startups who are just now starting to go to global markets and uh, been able to take that into uh, India and customize the product. Because, you know, usually in the Western world, when we develop products, it's fully loaded. Okay, so... Basically, we've been able to, if you correlate this to cars, we've been able to take a stripped-down model of the product and um, spec it out and being able to work with local manufacturers to manufacture that and to come out with a much cheaper solution at the end of the day. So those sort of discounts were conveying over to the end user. So nobody's really gaining from being able to reduce the cost on that. So that's basically what we've done on a couple of uh, these technologies, and we're looking to take more. You know, that's a really interesting point. As we think across the borders of countries, we definitely have a lot of waste. You know, we have a lot of waste here in the U.S. We've got a lot of waste in a lot of areas of the world when you go into countries like India or other countries like China, is it really necessary to have all the bells and whistles? Ronnie talks about these things being fully loaded. Well, if you're just trying to deliver care to a certain point of care, then to a patient at a point of care, you're, you're, all you need is, is the basics. And so very fascinating how you guys are stripping it down. I, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the Tata car that they came up with over there. It's basically a super affordable car to help people get around. And now you guys are looking to, to do that same thing with some medical devices. That's correct. And another example is to actually take, we're dealing initially with point of care devices. So to take these point of care devices, group up with some local organization who are already working on building centers in rural areas. So mm-hmm. to tap into that center and create a small checkup clinic and being able to use those point-of-care devices in that clinic setup. So we're looking at the whole solution, not just bringing the device, but how is it going to be used and how is it going to be implemented. Super cool. That's an exciting project. Definitely thinking globally and it's right in line with the name of your company. So I think you're definitely doing some fascinating things. Can you share with the listeners a time when you had a setback and what you learned from that setback? Sure. (laughs) Throughout my career, I failed several times. Some of those are trying to take products to foreign markets without really understanding enough the cultures and the way healthcare is practiced. i give you a good example of a, what, I think the second or third world largest healthcare market, Japan. With the example of the company you mentioned earlier, we were actually able to easily or fairly easily sell the hardware through the OEMs, through the, our corporate partners, but it was very hard to sell the associated consumables through missionary-type distributors. Mm-hmm. It was actually a disaster. Wow. But really, after understanding 
the need for a local expert. And after hiring a, a prominent a local expert who's lived a little bit in the West so he can understand both cultures, we managed to um, bring the business to skyrocket in proportions. So it's happened more than once that you think you know the culture and how business is practiced, but you really need that local expert. And today when I take companies and projects into local markets, I always take a local expert. And I that's think that... part of the whole ecosystem. And obviously with you know medical technology, the clinical validation part is the most important part and you basically need to do local validation with your product in order to convince the users to use it in all these local markets. So it's all together in one piece. Ronnie, what a great story. And uh, I'm glad you guys were able to figure that out. Get your local expert and, and today, listeners, if you're an executive at a company and you're tasks with growing. Many companies are now faced with having to grow outside of the U.S. And if this is you, take these words of wisdom that Ronnie has shared and ask a local expert. And at the end of the podcast here too, we'll, we'll have uh, Ronnie provide best way to contact him. So maybe you contact Ronnie. But whatever you do is uh, don't try to do it on your own. I worked in Latin America for quite some time with a local manufacturer. And I found that the minute we got help from a local expert, we were able to get regulatory approval much faster. And it just made our life a lot easier. So I love this share, Ronnie. And I think it's one that our listeners could definitely benefit from. So that was one of the, the setbacks. Maybe you could share with us a leadership experience in medicine you've had that you're very proud of? Yeah. Throughout my career, I've both managed and coached several dozen projects into global markets. And uh, today, basically, have built a solid a global ecosystem to assist such companies to enter uh, global markets uh, with, like I mentioned earlier, uh, key experts in each one of the target markets. Uh, basically, I'm most proud of uh, being able to affect medical care and to help bring that medical care into practice uh, globally by creating specific mandates and training programs. Something that's, as a manufacturer, you don't always think about, you don't always dive into, but you can't just send your product out there. You got to be able to uh, help implement it into the local markets. That's a great, great point there. And you're building these programs. You're doing some pretty cool things. What would you say right now, Ronnie, is an exciting project or focus that you're working on? Yeah, well, today um, basically um, is seeing that the biggest hurdles of any startup of getting into the markets, especially in the medtech field, is to get properly funded, the financial roadmap. And without that, you really can't do much. So at Healthier Globe, we've actually built and are perfecting a methodical process to assist such companies to minimize the time they look for investments so they can actually do the work 
pinpoint quickly the pain points and what needs to be worked on, all while at the same time creating additional value for their ventures. Basically building a long-term financial roadmap because we see that all too many times entrepreneurs and managers are wasting their time, quote-unquote wasting their time, almost full-time getting financed rather than doing the work and bringing that added value to the market they have. So we're constantly seeking solutions how to solve that right now. And for that reason, we've actually built a system to help them. Now, listeners, if you are starting a company and maybe Ronnie hit a sore point here on this one, if you're spending a lot of time fundraising, less time building your company and your solution, definitely consider reaching out to Ronnie on some of the things that he's working on for this financial roadmap. Ronnie, let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine, the 101 on innovation. And so I'd like to write out the syllabus with you by getting some brief answers in this lightning round. You ready? Sure. What is the best way to improve health outcomes? Well, I've always had the mantra of think locally, work globally. It's been going with me throughout my career. And basically, we think we know the solution as a template for all markets. But as I've already highlighted before, as one of my failures, you think you know a certain country and its cultures and how they work and you're totally off. Also in healthcare outcomes, what are they looking for? So you really need to uh, always think locally, but work on a global basis. Love it. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I uh, would suggest never to listen to naysayers. Do what your gut tells you, and um, what you think is right or correct. With a great team, you can do anything. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Constantly reinventing yourselves. There's no way, no real way around it. You always have to continuously think how to reinvent and, and do things differently. You can't stay the same. One of the examples I can bring to point with all of the digital healthcare that's coming about is the pharma industry is going through a rapid change. They understand they can't continue as they've gone so far with all of this personalized medicine that's coming about. So they're looking into how to integrating technology into the pharmaceutical world to be able to give them the, the benefits. So they're reinventing themselves, but they'll be continuously reinventing themselves. It's a great share. What's one area of focus that should drive all else in your organization? Innovation. Innovation, innovation, innovation. Without innovation, we see big companies are obsolete. Look at uh, the cell phone maker, makers, BlackBerry and Nokia. They sort of stalled on innovation and they became obsolete. Totally so agree. That, that's a great example. Also in our industry, if you don't, innovate, you, you can easily become obsolete. And it's much faster than it used to be. So there's no, no real time to spare. Yep. And it's tempting when 
things are going well and, and you got a good business model to keep things as they are. But this innovation piece is definitely an important one to drive any efforts. Right. So, Ronnie, what's your all-time favorite book that you recommend to the listeners? Well, I've got several that I like, but a good book that are actually series of books that I'm reading now for entrepreneurs. It's called The Better Business Book mm -hmm. by Authors Unite. It's a collection of short solution-based stories for entrepreneurs, and it, it's very practical and uh, forthcoming for if you're looking for quick solutions. That sounds pretty cool. So listeners, it's called The Better Business Book by Authors Unite. A link to that book, as well as all of the things that we've discussed, including the syllabus with Ronnie and all of the show notes can be found on outcomesrocket.health slash Ronnie. That's R-A-N-I. And so go there, get those things for yourself and stay on top of the game here. Before we conclude, Ronnie, I just want to ask if you could share a closing thought and the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Yeah, I think, again, as you can hear and understand, I'm bullish about innovation and what it can bring to the world and the healthcare, making this a better world. I urge everyone to get into innovating if they can. And myself, I can be reached either through the MedTech Founder Group on Facebook, which I've recently created to share good practices and ideas among founders and management, or directly through my direct email at ron.shifron, that's R-A-N dot S-H-I-F-R-O-N, at healthierglobe.com. Outstanding, and Ronnie. This is really great. Listeners, we'll provide that email address as well on the show notes and a link to his MedTech founder group. Get in touch and figure out a way to keep innovating and improve outcomes. Ronnie, this has been so insightful. I really want to just take a moment to say thank you on behalf of myself and all the listeners and looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.